0: Let's begin with a request. P. Hole on Twitter wants an update, Kevin, if you have one, on
1: Eli Gold. Yes, great question, Bill. Uh, Eli Gold, the 69-year-old native of Brooklyn, uh, New York, uh, if you'll remember, announced on January the 6th that he is uh, being treated for, a, as he says, a treatable form of cancer. Um, He is still undergoing that treatment. Uh, all indications are that it's going well. There's been no official word from the Crimson Tide Sports Network, uh, but I'm sure that Eli, his goal is to get back in good enough health to be able to return to the broadcast booth for the 2023 uh, Alabama football season. If there is an announcement about such, I wouldn't expect to hear anything about that bill till uh, till mid to late summer. But uh, just continue the prayers for Eli, and let's hope that that cancer treatment continues to go well.
0: Thought about this earlier. Ohio State apparently is having problems in the name, image, likeness world, which I would never think would be the case. Apparently, Gene Smith, the AD, the administration, are not aligned with the football program or their collective trying to raise money and trying to be competitive with the big brands out there when it comes to the topic of money being raised and Dame image likeness. And we talked about it on the Thursday show. I know early on Nick expressed some disappointment at what was going on in Alabama. Can you update everybody? Is that more along the lines of what Nick was expecting? Is he happy with that?
1: Well, you know, as I I mentioned on the show last week, uh, we just found out right before we came on that Alabama had announced a new collective called Yay Alabama. Um, which I've already joined and I encourage all Alabama listeners, uh, all Alabama fans to join the Yay Alabama Collective. Uh, once again, it is Alabama, you know some schools have multiple collectives, and I have no idea how in the world you manage that. It is the official single source collective of the University of Alabama. Uh, I can say this. Um, Alabama's had some frustration with their collective um, in terms of uh, you know, re- having some big boosters reach out. Uh, Greg Byrne uh, has mentioned to both the football and the basketball coaches that he's working diligently. And, and as it's been related to me from, from those high up in the athletic department, um, some, and I'm not saying our collective is failing by any means whatsoever. But I think initially they thought that people would just whip out their checkbook and write a big check, right? get behind the collective um we've had some very powerful boosters Then when greg burns sat down with them and talked about this Um, their opinion is it's the university of alabama we are arguably the greatest tradition rich program in the history of college football Uh, you can make the argument that we still have the best football coach in the history of college football right now and nick saban so they have a hard time understanding why do we need to pay big bucks to get these kids to come be a part of that? It's Alabama. I mean, almost the argument I kind of understand if it, it you know, takes money to get somebody to go to Lubbock for three years to be a Texas Tech Red Raider. So we've experienced some pushback with some big boosters who understand or have, you know, have issues with why am I doing this? But it doesn't mean that it's not moving forward. Um, and uh, the great Aaron Suttles, my friend Aaron Suttles, who used to write for the Atlantic, he's been hired. He's going to be the official writer for Yay Alabama. So, um, you know, Greg Burns working his butt off. And both coaches have told him, you know, I mean, we want, we want a new arena. We want this. We want that. But both coaches realize, and Greg Burns on, on totally on board with this, the importance of NIL. But it hasn't always been as easy as we thought it was going to be, Bill. Question on Twitter. Kevin Egan
0: with us. How much different will the offense look under Tommy Reese?
1: Of course we won't completely know till we get into spring practice, but I'm I would expect it to be a much more, I'm gonna use the phrase traditional. Alabama offense uh, doesn't mean we won't ever pass the ball again. He likes to use utilize the tight end, which is good news. Um, but I think we're going to see. Uh, uh, you know, we kind of gotten to the point, Bill, where we've been become quasi-Oklahoma, if you will, and, you know, going to the spread stuff and gotten to the point where at times we, when we needed to be physical inside the 10-yard line, we really couldn't. I don't think we're going to have that problem. I think you're going to see Alabama uh, really go back to a power running game, uh, the passing game built off of that. So I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Tommy Reese, uh bring the Alabama offense back in that direction. But you have to <laughs> excuse me, Bill, but you have to give some, you know, some of this has not always been on the offensive coordinator. As I mentioned many times, there were times last year at the beginning, Bill, but we could not line up and run the ball for three yards when we had to. So, you know, that limits what you can do. So uh, with the offensive line taking a huge step forward uh, this year and second year line coach, Eric Wolford, I think we're going to see a much more traditional power Alabama offense. and I'm excited to see that.
0: Top ranked. Alabama basketball team losing to Tennessee and on the private board where you post some I saw where you said you were worried about that.
1: Yeah, I never have felt good about this game from the time we looked at the schedule. I never expected Alabama to go 18-0 in basketball. <laughs> You're just not going to do that in the SEC. This game worried me. It was, you know, you had Auburn on the road and you had Alabama going to Knoxville. Tennessee's a really strong team, play great defense. Uh, then once they put the number one bullseye on our chest on Monday, and I was probably the one fan. I mean, it's an honor to be number one, second time in school history. Um, I thought, wow, yeah, that's just what we need, the number one bullseye going into Knoxville. So I was not surprised that Alabama didn't get out of there with a the win last night. Uh, you have to credit Tennessee and in their in their defense. Um, there were some you know, questionable uh, charge block calls in the second half, which in no way in my opinion had anything to do with the outcome of the game. I was really frustrated with Brandon Miller's quote-unquote quote, blocking foul with about 520 to go. Uh, it's a good thing my pastor wasn't sitting next to me because uh, I had a couple things to say about that he shouldn't have heard. Uh, but it didn't the outcome the outcome of the game was the fact that tennessee scored 26 of 68 points off of alabama's 19 turnovers you can't turn the ball over 19 times in march and expect to continue to march on so it's a good game for alabama to have under their hat against a very physical team and because you know you're going to face all kinds of teams and all kinds of styles when you get to march so uh it's just a building block i will say this though um i really wouldn't want to be the georgia bulldogs rolling into coleman coliseum on saturday though
0: Kevin Hagan with us, you teased last week that you would talk a little baseball (laughs) with the season starting.
1: Yeah, I love college baseball, and it's that time again, believe it. The Alabama Crimson Tide Friday opening their season at home with a three-game series against the Richmond Spiders. Um, It's the sixth year, if you can believe it, of the Brad Bohannon era. Uh, Alabama uh, ranked number 20 in D1 baseball's preseason poll um Number twenty-five in the in the College Baseball Writers Association poll. Uh, and a matter of fact, yesterday D one Day Baseball said that they projected Alabama to be a two seed in the Virginia Tech regional. If, I, I know there's a lot of Alabama fans have been very frustrated with the baseball program, been very frustrated with Brad Bohannon, and the fact that we, <clears throat> we haven't had more success. I am. Firmly entrenched as a supporter of Brad Bohannon. I know that doesn't always make me popular with people. Um, For the first time in Brad Bohannon's six years as a baseball coach, he returns uh, all three of his starting pitchers, his Friday, Saturday, and Sunday pitchers, Garrett McMillan, uh, uh, Jacob McNary, and Grayson Hint. Grayson Hint is actually a third-team All-American by Baseball America. Uh, So that's huge. I mean, getting all three of your SEC starters back is huge. Ben Hess returns as a midweek starter, and he's going to push for some weekend duty. Um, The reality is, though, Bill, uh, Alabama did not make the NCAA tournament last year. They did in 2021 uh, going to play in the – a uh, uh, rust in Louisiana region eventually getting eliminated by the home team, uh, Louisiana Tech. The reality is, and as much as I love Brad Bohannon, I think he has to make the NCAA tournament this year uh, to keep his job, and I certainly hope that happens. Uh, the SEC preseason poll had Alabama pegged as the number five team in the West. So, I mean, we talk about SEC football, Bill, and we do, and it, as we should is what a great football conference we are. But, man, Bill, it doesn't hold a candle to SEC baseball. And then you stop and think about we're going to bring Texas, in Oklahoma and Oklahoma into SEC baseball, it's just the wealth of talent in, in the conference in baseball is absolutely insane. I mean, you can be what the number twenty team in the country in the SEC and end up being like ninth in our conference. It's just absolutely insane. So when you fall as deep as Alabama did there for a while, it's very hard to come back and move, you know, back up the pecking word because SEC is just so so strong.